ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show. And the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's not cool. We are here to talk about WWE, NXT, and the road to the Royal Rumble, which is the road to WrestleMania, which is detoured by the Elimination Chamber and Fastlane. Fastlane! God, I forgot the Fastlane was happening. We all tried to. Anyway, I'm Owen, joined as always by John. Hey everybody, I'm the guy that yells, and of course we are streaming live! Did you like that? Yeah, do it again. Okay, live! Over Mixler.com slash Zonecast, isn't that cool? It's pretty cool. We're monitoring the chat there and our Twitter at The Heel Turn, so send us your questions and your comments, and we will get to them as we deem fit. Owen! I don't have any real banter for you this week, just because, like, you know, I've, I've been actually just focused on watching wrestling, surprisingly. What? Yeah, I know, right? Professional but grapple sports. Professional wrestlemans who pick each other up and throw each other down. But I would just like to uh, to say one thing to you here. Um, somehow, in the, the time that we were getting ready to record the podcast, um, the cat figured out how to turn on her toy that lets her chase the mouse, so... So, you know, your cat's smart, or are you saying it's going to make noises? I'm saying the cat is smart and has the capacity to kill us in our sleep. Oh, well, we've known that cats always have been able to kill us in our sleep. Okay, well, you know, I just wanted to make sure that you were aware. But see, John, that's why you feed them so that they won't. Because if once they kill, once if you're dead, they can't open the cans. Mmm. So, just saying, that's the only reason they keep us around. But once I figure that out, we're we're fucked. Good point. Anyway, how you doing, Owen? I am doing just fine. We are on. We're not only on the road to WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble and all that stuff. I said in the intro, Rassel Show Man's. We're also on the road to uh, Paxmania Three. Oh God, that's right. The League of Heels. The League of Heels presents Paxmania Three. It's a. Uh, it's kind of a wrestling show. It's more a bunch of game developers dress up in goofy costumes and play video games on a stage are we actually going to give it covers this year or, or is it one of those things where it's too much of a conflict of interest slash aaron totally didn't listen to the show ever again after that one time so fuck him it's, it's more of it, i love you aaron trites it's kind of a niche thing so we're not going to cover it but i will talk about you know it coming up and my involvement because i'm the production designer and this year if you saw my Twitter at the underscore ozone, I released the teaser video and it's stupid as hell. I'm just saying, I appreciated the one time we actually gave it like a full show rundown, even if it went way too long. That's how all of our rundowns go. Do you listen to me when I talk about SmackDown? I cover the entire show. Yeah, I know. I, I tr That's why I try to speed you up. Anyway. Yeah, but anyway, uh, make sure you check that out. Follow League of Heels on Twitter. It's... If you like wrestling, you might like this. It's not just cool, it's League of Heels. I, I don't... Uh, there's help, lots of help, explosions. Help, 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 help. John, there's lots of explosions. Okay, good, you helped, thank you. Of course. So, if you, if you have anything else to say, would you like to go into the news? Let's talk about some wrestle news! Alright, let's talk about the news. Uh, our our biggest news story this our week. Our first John. bit of news is the cat is trying to eat my chili. 
Well, you should stop that. Yeah, this has been stopped. Anyway. Our first bit of news. We know who the first inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame is. That we do. And it wasn't the rumored one. Who was the rumored one? That would be Rick Rude. Uh, he'll be in, don't worry. Oh, I know he will, and I'm I'm very excited for it, because he deserves it! But this person also deserves it, it is Kurt Angle. Oh, can we talk about how mad you were at the crowd? Um, I mean, I wasn't mad, I just thought it was hilarious. Well, I thought it was very funny, too, it's just, you, you seemed very bummed out by... I was like, of course, they're still gonna chant you suck to his music. Because guess what? They also did it on SmackDown. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking crowds. I cannot wait for his induction, and the crowd does that to him when he's going in the Hall of Fame. I feel I kind of feel bad for him, but at the same time, you know, they do it because they love, right? I think maybe. I have a feeling that they're gonna, like, before the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, they're gonna tell people not to do it. <laughs> Which, of course, will mean they're going to absolutely do it. Yeah, of course. Like, if you tell... It's a human nature. If you tell someone, I don't want you to do something, please don't do it, they're going to do it just to piss you off. Well, yeah, did you see the the Hall of Fame induction ceremony I went to with Trish Stratus? Yeah. And they told us not to do that stuff, and we did it anyway? Yeah. Wrestling crowds. Wrestling crowds. Whatever. And the point is, Kurt Angle's going to the Hall of Fame... He was rumored to be the uh, the video game guy this year, so this is a bit of a jump early for Kurt Angle to show up again. Well, it's cool. I mean, sure, let him be the video game guy. That's neat, I guess. But I guess he's going to go in the Hall of Fame first. Play a Kurt Angle story mode? Yeah. The, the part where he was the GM of SmackDown and he was in a wheelchair? It was a good time. Part where he was in TNA? Nope. Which uh, brings me more news is that, uh, did you hear what Kurt Angle had to say about his whole induction thing? I'm a thumb man! Look at me! What? I mean, I assume that's what he would say. No, what he said is that he wants WWE to license the footage from TNA so that people could see his fights with AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. I mean, he would say that. Also, he said that, uh... The person he wants to induct them into the Hall of Fame is Steve Austin. Sure. Also, he said that if he has one more match, he wants to fight AJ Styles again. Also, sure. Kurt Angle's got a lot to say. I mean, he always has. Do you think he will show up on WWE TV before the Hall of Fame? Mm, no. I feel like WWE will not, absolutely not let him on TV. Yeah, I don't think so. Because if he does, there, he's going to try to get into a match. He's going he's to be out there for himself and try to book himself into a match. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's Kurt. Like, remember when Paul Heyman was, and Brock Lesnar were... Or it was just Paul Heyman on the Stone Cold podcast and he was trying to set up a match with Brock Lesnar? Yep. And WWE's like, no? No, not happening. You can't get in the ring, Austin. Stop it. 100% that's what Angle would do. However, some people However. have pushed a theory to me that I am very interested in. Is that during, at near the end of his Hall of Fame speech, 
All of a sudden, Samojo shows up and headbutts him and knocks him out. <laughs> and we get Samojo Kurt Angle again. Okay. Have you seen those matches? I've seen a little bit of them. They're really good. I would absolutely watch Kurt Angle Samojo fight again. All right. In a WWE ring. Because fuck TNA. Come on, man. They got six sides. And they fired Billy Corgan, which in retrospect might have actually been a good idea. Yeah, because we don't need to go into the Billy Corgan stuff. But. Oh, we're not going to talk about that because he's not involved in wrestling anymore, so it doesn't matter. But <laughs> anyway. anyway, what else is in the news, Owen? Triple H is talking. He's saying, I'm Triple H. I'm going to fight Seth Rollins. No, it wasn't gimmicky Triple H. It was like... Yeah, I know. It was... Check it out. I'm in the UK making a a new show happen. Triple H. Yeah, also... Hey, remember that rumored women's tournament? Yes, I do. No, he was saying, yo, do you remember that? Because it's it's totally... I know, I'm replying. Yes, I do. Well, Triple H says, number one, suck it. Number two... It's happening this year. Confir- okay. Confirmed. So there's going to be a women's tournament, which we all kind of already knew. I mean, did I also have to suck it? I mean, you do, yes. This feels targeted, and I feel personally attacked by this relatable content. Well, Triple H is going to Triple H. What are, what are you going to do about it? Call Kenny Omega and to Sweden. And then we can laugh about, ha ha, you can't sign him. That's not nice. Well, you said the Triple H told me I could suck it. I'm only standing for up for what's right. Fair enough. But yeah, he announced that. I don't know what's going to come of that since what are they going to have an all women's show? Is that what happens? What does the winner get? A cool trophy, and hopefully, if there's someone with a contract. Um, but they're going to sign, like, everybody in the tournament. That they can, at least. Oh, you're thinking, like, the tournament's just going to be brand new people? It's not going to be, like, uh, going to have WWE people in it? A couple, but I think it's mostly going to be new people. Hmm. Like, I heard is going to be in there. He's not signed. And okay. It, and they're bringing a bunch of women, so we'll, we'll find okay. out more details. When, that's when they come all right. Out. I'm I'm actually surprised about that. I I didn't think that's how they were going to do it, but I probably should have. Anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, I'd I'd say that probably what they'll do is just they're not going to have an all women show or whatever. But like, whoever wins the the title or you know the the trophy or whatever it is will like probably come to Raw or SmackDown and. Get to be all cool there, and the rest of them will go to NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, do you want another bit of news, John? Yeah, what's well, it do? Um, Lucha Underground's gone. For, I mean... For now. Yeah, for now. And we actually don't know when it's coming back, which is a little weird. I, I did warn you I, that it was not guaranteed to come back. Despite whatever cliffhanger there was. You did warn me this, and, I mean, it is guaranteed to come back, it's just they didn't guarantee when it would come back. And I'm still holding out hope that it's only going to be like a month, because that's how long their their last break was, when they did one during season two. 
But they also didn't have that many episodes in season two, so... Well, would you like to go watch old episodes? Yeah, I'd, I'd be okay with that. I actually haven't seen most of season one. Well, apparently, uh, Melissa Santos, you know her, the ring announcer? Oh, yeah, I know her. She was being stalked by uh, Marty the Moth last week. I'm talking about her, like, outside of storyline. Because she, she had a live stream recently. Yeah, I know. She was being stalked by Marty the Moth last week. Oh. Oh, okay. That's. I mean, come on. You you really think that that dude knows what kayfabe is? His life is kayfabe. Or is it? Anyway, the, the big news, though, John, is that Lucha Underground may be very close to signing a deal with Netflix. Now, here's the caveat here. That we should all take into consideration. And I'm not meaning to throw any shade on anybody or rain on anybody's parade, but similar comments were made to this effect towards the end of, like, towards, like, sometime in the middle of season two. Like, this has been something that has been in the works and potentially a long time coming, but it's also, like, I don't, I don't really know if I can trust it at this point, because... They've been kind of, I feel like they've been making this argument for a while, and, you know, hey, it could be happening soon, but, like, the the person it's coming from is the ring announcer, not, like, people at El Rey or, like, the higher-ups. Like, if it was someone like maybe Chavo saying it, like, he's an executive producer on the show, I could understand that. But, like, Melissa? Eh. Fair enough. But, I mean, here's hoping. Like, clearly... If they put that shit on Netflix, I would be stoked to high hell because you do not know how many times I have thought about just buying that season off of iTunes and being done with it. Both seasons, in fact. Fair. Yeah, and I'd, I'd be cool with that. They should do that. I'd, I'd really like that. I'm not sure if I believe that they're actually going to do it anytime soon, but they should do that. We'll see what happens. Yeah, Fingers we'll crossed. see. I'd like, Fingers crossed. I'd like to watch some of that Lucha Underground. You you should watch some Lucha Underground. I'd like to watch it in a legal way. I'm surprised that Comcast still hasn't worked out a deal with uh, with El Rey. I have Verizon. Oh, right. You have Verizon. Well, same difference. No, there's a huge difference. One is inherently evil. The other one is subtly evil. I'd say they're both inherently evil, it's just they're evil in different ways. Like, Comcast just likes to fuck you, Verizon just likes to own everything, and then fuck you. I'd like to say cuddle with you first and then fuck you. I mean, that's kind of what they do, by giving you, like, AOL and Yahoo, and then what? stabbing you in the back with exorbitant fees and data caps and shit. Eh, it's, it's fine. Everything is fine, John. Communist turn. Oh boy. Well, what else is news? There is no other news. But I was gonna try to make a segue, but I can't make communism segue into <laughs> the next thing. So let's We're just go- say, Owen, we are about to seize the means no, of this is not okay. The production of nope. the United Kingdom tournament. That, that you are correct. That is where I was going, but. The way you got there was very weird. 
So let's just talk about the WWE United Kingdom Championship Tournament. I mean, someone in that in that tournament sees the means of production for that belt. What? John, calm just down. Roll it. Just calm, roll it. Calm, calm down. Just John. roll with it. Just roll with it. Tournament happened. It was great. How much it was fun. You, how much of it did you watch this past weekend? Um, so I watched the entire first night, and wow, then I... Ah, uh, you know, it was fine. Second night was like a million times better. Yeah, the second night was much better. Um, I only watched uh, the, the first match of the uh, the semifinals. The the Pete Dunne versus uh, Mark Andrews, or whatever his name is. Sam, oh, semifinals. Yeah, the semifinals. Yeah, yeah, Mark Andrews and Pete Dunne. Oh, but John, first thing I want to point out is that last week I was very, da- very, very down on this tournament, and I said it was stupid and it made no sense. Yeah, I still don't know why you did that, but well, because I wanted to set my expectations low so that when I, of course, watched it, it far surpassed it. It was great. I suppose so. It was great. They did yeah, it. it was real good. Throughout the sh- see, unlike the, cru- the the Cruiserweight Classic, they actually like had storylines and stuff. Which is what really helped me connect with some of the people. Absolutely. So, that's the big difference between the cruiserweights and this. Also, the fact that it was two days instead of, like, three months was a big help. True. This was, And plus, you know, the aesthetic of being in that ballroom was very cool. Crowd was hot the whole time. It was, the whole thing crowd was, was very hot. The whole thing was live. I know. It really was a much better tournament than... Even though we, you know, in our best of awards, we gave a lot of stuff to the Cruiserweight Classic, I still think this was way better. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like, this one undefinitely had, uh, I don't think that the matches were necessarily as good as the uh, the other one, John, the other tournament. John, you, did but not, you did not watch all of the matches. I did not watch all the matches. I mean, I'm just saying that, like, you know, some of the ones, some that I can't even talk. You're throwing me off, man. I'm just saying that some of the matches I of the matches I saw, like I saw a bunch of really good ones, and like you know, even the ones that were kind of fucked up, up and not so good. Like I think that they turned them around. Like yeah, okay, the Danny Birch thing sucked. Uh, that ending was a bummer. But like, for one, I think they kind of made sense of it with like you know, okay, fucked up the pin, but like you know, look man, he was bleeding pretty heavily from the back of his head. He probably couldn't have continued anyway. And they turned it around to take. Turn Jason Devlin into someone who's like, you know, whatever, man, you're Jordan. trying to, too hard to be Finn Balor, sorry, Jordan Devlin, into, oh, okay, I actually fucking hate you and want you to, like, burn at the stake. Which, fortunately, he did in the next round. He did, and I was excited when it happened. Yeah, so what did you see from the second day besides the one semifinal match? Like I said, I, I saw all the quarterfinal matches. Oh, you saw all the quarterfinal matches. Yeah, I saw every quarterfinal match in the semi, and the and I watched Pete Dunn versus Mark Andrews. Oh, see, I, th- I thought you said you only watched two matches. No, no, no. I I watched. I had actually seen like I remember that I had actually seen three, and then I watched a couple more before okay. NXT. But you missed two really, really good, three really, really good matches from that. So let's just go. Through, no, I only missed two. Let's just go through it. Uh, the other semifinal and the final. No, there, no, was, like, no, there was a third match. There's a third match. Uh huh. Okay, well, let's get into this. Well, let, 
We don't need to go over the first round. The first round was just wrestling. Yeah, but let's, you know, talk about things that you liked in the first round. I really don't remember much from the first round. I was like, oh, really? These are some wrestle matches. That's cool. I like Pete Dunne a lot. That guy's a real piece of shit. Yeah, Pete Dunne's real cool. I, You know, there's some people that, like, didn't move on that I kind of liked. I like the weird, I didn't understand the weird gypsy man who was like, I, I'm just here to fight. But, like, I, I thought he was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I like I liked Mr. Wavy. I don't understand him, but I I'm kind of into him. Like he kind of reminded me of like, you know, okay, this is this is probably no way Jose if I actually liked him and he was British. Well, Jamaican. What about the Jesus man? Jesus man was pretty fucking good. Although I don't know if I actually really liked Jesus man as much as I just liked the fact that the crowd was really into Jesus man. Also, they were also not in the Jesus Man? Yeah, true. I mean, they didn't want Jesus Man to win, but they also really liked him. I mean, half the credit didn't like him. They were dueling chance. <laughs> and I'm gonna be honest, you know? Danny Birch, I thought he put in a damn good showing. Of course he does. I, I've liked Danny Birch. Yeah, I was, I was very disappointed that he didn't move on. Well, that's what happens when your head gets kicked in. Yeah, I know, I know. Man. It wasn't, it was a bummer that it happened. It wasn't, that was not a redux of Kofi and the Miz, I'll say. Mark Andrews seems like a cooler version of TJ Perkins. Yeah. Like one that actually wrestles cool. Mm-hmm. And isn't... Or an Evan Bourne that doesn't like weed. Well, we, that we know of. We, I'm about to say, we don't know this. <laughs> that we know of. Um, I like Wolfgang a lot. Wolfgang is great. He needs... If, to be signed if they're even if they're not doing a UK show, they need to sign that guy. That guy is awesome. Mm-hmm. Wait, are they not doing a UK show? We don't know. They haven't announced anything. Oh, I thought that the whole thing that they were saying was we're gonna do a UK show. They never said it. Fuck. Okay. So well, we, I'm out of the loop then shit. I mean, everyone's assuming, but right now, even Dave Meltzer's like, we don't know what's gonna happen. Like, they didn't even have Tyler Bate on Raw, so what are they doing with that belt? We don't know. It's a good question. It's all up in the air. We have no idea what's happening. I do really like Tyler Bates. Tyler Bates is great, but they can't bring him to the Also glad to know he's the winner, I guess. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. Well, people people who've listened to this probably have seen it. I know, I know. I'm just joking because I didn't know. Yeah, he did. He did, he did win, by the way. Good. Good for him. And Tyler Bates won. Fuck a Pete Dunne. That match was awesome. Which I will I will go into and explain to you why. But one thing I want to point out first is that I really liked the end of night one with Pete Dunne attacking his his opponent the next night. Yeah, no, Pete Dunne's great. No, he's the worst. I hate him. I mean, he's the worst, clearly, but like, like he, he sells him. that character so well. And also, like, I just... He's so perfect because he looks like a crazy feral child man, and like his whole thing is like, I've been doing this for 11 years and I want to make everybody feel my pain. It's like, motherfucker, you had to be 12 when you started. What are you? Are you like a fucking crazy orphan from the street? He's William Regal. Are you literally a feral child man? I mean, yeah, he is literally William Regal because he's literally dressed as William Regal. And he looks like he looks like him and he fights like him. He's he's it's, William Regal. I know it's. Fucking crazy! And Regal hates him because he knows this. Yeah. It's like fuck you. 
Regal knows that he's going to rip out his soul and become him. Why are you ruining my tournament? Because you're me. You piece of shit. Man, those videos of Regal backstage yawning at him are amazing. Fuck you, Dad! I was waiting for him to say that, but he didn't do it. It's a real bummer. Triple H was into it, though. He's like, yeah, make a name for yourself, kid. Regal's like, you piece of shit. Fuck you, stop ruining my tournament! I mean, yeah, Triple H would do that. Six months of my life! Oh, I'm Triple H. I'm, I'm just gonna sit here and laugh and F while everybody does shit. And, uh, I'm gonna fight Seth Rollins. Uh. It's a good impression, you gotta admit. It, it has to be a little more nasally. <laughs> <He'll turn. laughs> I didn't expect that one. Anyway. Well, you know, you set it up, so I gotta, gotta do it. Anyway. Set it up to knock it down. Uh, the second night was the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the finals. And uh, what they want to point out, John, is that Michael Cole and Nigel McGuinness were fantastic on this show. Yeah. Michael Cole's actually calling moves and shit. He was, although I did laugh when he was calling that Blue Thunder Bomb, because I will never not laugh about Michael Cole calling Blue Thunder Bombs ever again. That's fair. But yeah, it was great. The commentary was great. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that Nigel McGuinness is there. That's kind of why it's like, I really hope that they do this British show, because what the fuck else are they going to do with Nigel McGuinness? Rumor is he could be in NXT. Like a trainer or something? No, the, Corey Graves needs to, you know, go up to the main roster and stay there. He's too good for this. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Yeah, they need to replace Corey Graves. So why not Najem McGuinness? He's the perfect replacement. Hey, before we get to talking about NXT, can I just throw one thing out there? What's up? I, every time Percy Watson says something, I go, holy shit, Percy Watson's here. Yeah, because he doesn't talk too much. It's really weird. What the fuck? Yeah. At least he talks more than uh, Tom Phillips does on SmackDown. I guess. But then, anyway. Yeah. Pray to continue. Yeah, the, the the quarterfinals are fine, but let's talk about what you missed. First of all, uh, the Pete Mark Andrews match, phenomenal. Love, yep. Love that Fan fucking tastic. But then we had Tyler... I was very bummed that I had to turn it off after that and go watch NXT. You missed out on Tyler Bate and Wolfgang. Because I like both those guys. They had a great match. But uh, Tyler Bate did end up winning. But you know what happened afterward? No, I don't. As soon as he won, Pete Dunne came in, beat the shit out of him, fucked up his, his shoulder into the turnbuckle. Fuck! And medical people had to come out and take him to the back. No! Bad Pete Dunne! Stop being such a feral man! Yep, he totally tore a bunch of stuff in, it, in, in the Tyler Bates' shoulder. Before the, ah, the I got my mouth guarded! It got fangs in it! True. I actually really like his mouth guard with the weird fangs. It's super cool. But you know what happened after this? We got a bonus match! Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. His Neville came out. Wait, what? Yeah, Neville came out and said, What the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm... Wait, wait, Neville was pissed off that he wasn't invited to the tournament? Yeah, he was pissed nice! off. Nice! It's like, fuck you, I'm, I'm British. I love Neville! Oh, God, heal Neville's so good! And he's like, first, they don't invite me to the Cruiserweight Classic. Then they That's don't invite point. me to a Five Live. 
And now I'm not ready to this. It's fine because it wouldn't have even been competitive because I would have killed everybody in this tournament. I mean, it's true. So then he asked for a challenge and he got somebody to fight him. You know who it was? I uh, no. Tommy End. Oh! Yep. Okay. With his name still intact. Still That's another thing that happens this week on NXT. They announced that he was signed with NXT, but he's used his old gimmick for this match, and these Weird. two were great. Oh, good. Tommy Yen beat the shit out of Neville, and it was amazing. But then Neville came back and hit the red arrow and won. Of course. Which was really funny because Nadia McGinnis kept refusing to call it the red arrow until, like, the very end. After, like, three replays. He kept saying, it's a moon salt corkscrew thing. Even though Michael Cole kept saying it's the red arrow. Come Call it on. the red arrow. Call it the fucking move name. Call it the fucking move name. What are you doing? At the very end, he ended up calling it that. I could just see, I could just see Cole just like staring at just like, what do you call it? The name. Call it the name. Call it the name. No, but the best part was he said red arrow and then he again called it a moonsault corkscrew. <laughs> God damn it. It's amazing. Like, fuck. You fucking ass. Fucking Nigel McGinnis. It's so good. But yeah, then we had Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne in the finals, and Tyler Bate's arm shoulder was still fucked up until taped up and bad. And the whole story of the match was he can't do the Tyler Driver because his arm's fucked up. Please, it's the Tyler Driver '97. Yeah, yes, it's the Tyler Driver '97. It's such a good name. I love the '97. The '97 makes it perfect. But the the point is, did you? And then reminds me. Wait, this fucking dude is like. Nine years younger than me. What the shit? He's 19. But, uh, yep. If you thought the Pete Dunne Mark Andrews match was good, this, this, and was, I did. this was better. Nice! Because of the storytelling in it. And there was a really good false finish that even I, like, jumped up, went, they built this whole tournament up to this spot, and then it happened, and it was great. It really sold. Uh, Tyler Bate as the true champion who because he won and every, and Triple H and Regal came out and gave him the belt. Yay! And it, was it was great. Yay! And he is the second youngest champion in WWE history. Renee Dupree is still the youngest. Huh? Because he was nineteen years six months. All right then. And Tyler Bate turns twenty in March. Huh? Oh, there you go. This tournament is good. You don't have to watch the first night, but if you like to watch Russell Sports, I guess you can watch it. First night was fine. I enjoyed the first night. Second night's better. The f- watching? Yeah, I'm not saying the second night wasn't better. I'm saying the first night is a show that I watched and went, that was very good. I want to watch the second night. If you have two hours instead of four hours to spare, watch the second night. Yeah, but I mean, look, man. It's better than watching Raw. I'm just saying. Well, if you were going to watch Raw, you should have just watched that instead. Well, why don't you talk to me about the, the Monday Night Raw? Do I have to? Job. Some dumb shit happened on Raw. I, I wrote an about last night that's kind of... What? Wait, hold on. Uh, you wrote an article about the Raw that happened the night before? 
Yeah, I did. It's Holy called shit. about last night for Raw, and you should go read it. It's it's kind of it's kind of about the things around Raw and the and the storytelling therein more than like the actual events of Raw because you know it was a bad Raw it wasn't really worth recapping. Do you want to talk about anything from it? Sure. I mean, you know, we got we're building up to the Royal Rumble, and like we got all these people in it, and doing dumb shit with that, like... And Martin Luther King. Well, yeah, I mean, we're not gonna talk about that here. We've, we've got a whole... We've got a whole write about that on the website. You just go read that about and last night. You'll get everything you need. let's talk about that tribute to Superfly Jimmy Snooker. <laughs> no, we're not gonna talk about that one either! Hey, John. You know What's he, that, You Owen? know he killed somebody, right? <laughs> yeah! I'm fully aware that he killed someone. Well, I mean, let's be fair, let's be fair... He's never allegedly killed someone. John. Allegedly. John. We are not going to get sued. We are not going to be defamed. He allegedly killed someone. He was never com- a- tried in a court of law for it. Hey, John. What? Even though he was allegedly he allegedly killed that, that girl, he did it. He did it. Oh, I fully believe that he did it. I'm not saying that and that I don't think that he did it. I'm just saying legally he has never been accused of anything, I mean, so, you I know. Mean, I mean, he was. He, the case was let go. Yeah, I, I'm, yes, obviously, the case was let go. We, again, we wrote, I wrote about this on the I'm website. I'm saying he was accused. He was accused, I know. You said he wasn't. <laughs> no, I'm saying he was accused. He was never, wasn't c- convicted. Well, in the court of... Pro wrestling not cool. I I sentence him to death. That already happened. Exactly. The D- order is delivered. And dementia. God damn it. I guess so. I guess so. Would you like? A little, would you like a little, That said, hey John, seeing like Tamina's tweet made me sad because it's you know I feel, I feel bad for his daughter. Yeah, but he, he still he he is. Allegedly a murderer. Look, I'm not saying that Jimmy Superfly Snooker is not a bad person. Oh, he totally is. He's 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 a very bad person. We should not celebrate him. No. If, if you're not gonna celebrate Chris Benoit, don't, don't celebrate this guy. And that's kind of what I said on the website. There is like you know I feel like there's a if we're gonna talk about Jimmy Snooker, like we gotta have a little bit more nuance here. We gotta do a little bit better than either just the the Ultimate Warrior thing of completely whitewashing every horrible fucked up thing he did, which is what they d- did for Snuka, or the fucking Benoit thing of who? What? I don't know who you're talking about. Hey, John, you want to know something funny? What's that, Owen? Remember that whole video package they did on Raw? Yeah? They didn't show it on SmackDown. <laughs> there was Not one surprised. mention of him related to cages, and that was all the Jimmy Snuka on SmackDown. That's fair. So, well played WWE. They, I think this people do SmackDown go. No, we're not doing that. We're not. We're not showing that video. Are you kidding me? I mean, yeah, Raw already did it. Come on, man. We got two hours. I mean, you know WWE. They always, whatever they show on Raw, they show again on SmackDown. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying it's a big deal that the SmackDown people took a firm stand and said no. We're not yeah, doing okay. that. You didn't show it once. It's enough. Yeah, fair. Okay, that's a good point. That's why SmackDown is the better show. Mm-hmm. But back back to the bad show. Okay, back to the bad show. Uh, yeah, I mean, we could talk about... You want to talk about the cruiserweights? I mean... Neville's still pretty cool. Yeah. 
That's true. He's got a title match at the Rumble. Yeah. Beat the shit out of Rich Swan before a match, and then Tony Nese helped him out, but then he beat Neville beat the shit out of Tony Nese <laughs> and continued to He's beat the shit out of Rich Swan. Come on. He was like, hey, get out of here. I, I'm the only one who can look like this in the ring. Stop biting my style. You know what? That's, that's fair. Yeah, come on, man. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I still like Neville a lot. Like, you know, as I kind of said on the site, though, you'd think that uh, Martin Luther King Day, like a holiday that if nothing else, WWE should be using to be like, look, man, look at our, our black wrestlers that we have. Look how not fucking racist we are and how cool and successful these people are. Maybe we could do a little bit better than, uh, let's see what happened. Uh, oh, no. Cedric Alexander not really having much of anything going on except for this fuck awful Alicia Fox shit. I mean, they have their own show. They have 205 Live. And he and it's the stuff. bad there, too! Did you watch 205 Live? I didn't. You did not? No, I didn't. Alright, well, after SmackDown, I will tell you about it. Okay, cool. He is on that show. Yes, he is. Was it bad there, too? Um... I don't know. Not a high... Watermark it's, is all I'm saying. It's weird because I kind of have interest in, invested into the reason why it happened. That's weird. Okay, well, we'll get to that in a second. Anyway, yeah, Rich Swan gets his ass kicked. Uh, Titus O'Neil. Oh, no. Still wants to. No, he doesn't want to be in the New Day anymore. Now he just wants to be better than the New Day. And so Biggie beat him up because, you know. I guess, A, Titus has nothing to do, better to do than harass the only other black guys on the roster since fucking Mark Henry is not around anymore and fucking Sasha Banks wasn't on the show for God knows what reason. Oh, and was. the cruiserweights live in their own little world. And fucking the New Day, I guess, doesn't seem to want to do anything else now that they have, have no titles. Hey, John. What's that? That segment was so bad. And that match yeah. was so bad. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to this show that was recapping Raw, and one of the hosts said, "Like I, I try not to wish ill will to anybody, but I, I wish they would just release Titus O'Neil. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to see. He is just the worst. He's awful. I don't want to see him anymore. And I'm kind of on in the same boat. If." There is a joke that I've had for a while, like one of the one of the secret awards for the for the site is most most likely to do better somewhere else in twenty in the, whatever the next year is for year end awards. And it's always like, you know, like CJ Parker, who of course got fired the next year, or like And is doing much better. Or Solomon Crow, who got fired the next year and is doing way better. Uh, it's, uh, it's questionable because we don't know if that show's coming back. We do know if that show's coming back. All right, if you say so. Shut up. Shut up! All right. I hate you, Christ! Sorry. Anyway, um, yeah, but I, I feel like Titus is that one. Like, I want to like Titus. He's not bad. Like, he's got, like, you know, he's not terrible in the ring. He's not terrible on the mic. Uh, like, John, he, he won worst promo last year. He did, but I've seen him do well. I've enjoyed him. Like, remember when the fucking primetime players were actually on fucking point and, like, they'd bring Titus on commentary like and two, he would just fuck. Like three years ago? 
like two years ago, yeah. Uh, it's a long like he, they bring Titus on commentary, and he would just fucking dominate every single one of them. It was great. That's a long time. He's just completely fallen the fuck apart now. Mm-hmm. John, you know what it's just—it's embarrassing. You know what he should do? What's that? You should go home and be a family man. I guess. He's dad of the year somewhere or something. I don't know. Go be a dad. Get off my TV. Go go away. I want better for Titus O'Neil. Yeah, I want him to go home. I think the ship has sailed on Titus O'Neil ever getting a push ever. Well, you shouldn't have touched Mystic Man. Guess not. He's cursed now. Now he has to die. Career-wise. Speaking of people that are cursed, you want to talk about Bailey? Oh, God. This segment is awful. The segment wasn't very good. Oh, God. Why do I hate Bailey now? I, I don't like Sasha Banks now. I don't like Bailey now. What are they doing on Raw? You know, I'm not going to go so far as to say I hate Bailey. Like, I mean, I hated what she was saying. Oh, yeah, her poems were absolutely terrible. Like, without a doubt, this was some full-on... It's like I said in the About Last Night, these poems would not be enjoyable if you printed them on the Frisbees and threw them out into the audience with a picture of Lenny Poffo linked to it. Because, you know, I gotta be clever like that. That's, that's, that's pretty good. Thank you. Maybe you would just recognize it if you fucking read it! John, I, I don't read your About Last Night before the podcast so I can get your takes fresh. Shut up! I read your article! I... I wouldn't recommend it. My articles are not very good. Oh, he'll turn. He'll turn. The gifts are fun, though. I make fun gifts. Anyway, yeah, I mean, look. What bums me out more than, than Bailey's, like, garbage poems and, like, basically going full on Lady John Cena in, like, the ways where she doesn't have very high emotional intelligence? Mm-hmm. Like, kind of bums me out, but, you know, I, I kind of, I get it, they're going Lady John Cena, so, you know, sometimes they're going to go a little too far with it. Like, what bothers me more is just the fact that it seems like Bailey's only allowed to ever have one story. And, like, this is, you know, and I get it that, like, Bailey being, like, the big wrestling fangirl who's, you know, wanted to do this her entire life and would, like, write essays and poems about it is, like, a big care. You know, it's one of her big character traits and, like, kind of, you can't really get around that. And especially, like, if Charlotte's going to be, like, you know, total mean girl about it, like, she's got to lean into it in some way. Like, I'm sympathetic to what they're just trying to do here, but it's like, I don't buy it. We've we've seen like you know, and granted, I know that they're trying to do it again for the main roster because oh, nobody watches NXT, but that's bullshit. We've seen I've spent three years watching Bailey like grow as a person and grow from being like this fangirl who is just like completely starstruck and can't handle being around all these people that she's idolized to like. Someone that legitimately belongs in a legitimate contender. And like I said in the, on the article, she's basically, when you think about it, she's really only second to, to Asuka, who not so coincidentally is both the person who put, took the title from her and the most bulletproof wrestler in the entire company. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I don't know how I'm supposed to buy that Bailey is in some way, like, not able to measure up and, like, doesn't belong here or any of that stuff, because that's been her entire story, is showing how she belongs here. Like, and you see that in the way that her character does things. You see that in the way that, like, you know, in her interaction with Goldust from several weeks ago with the Bailey bear. Right. Like, that's something that comes out of, like, you know, not like, oh... Oh my god, you're gold dust. I love you so much. It's, hey, you know, your father was really important to me in my training, and I wanted you to have this because I thought uh, it would be important to you, Ooh, and as a token of how much I care about y- you and your family. Like, that's something that comes out of, like, a serious growth of this character that, like, they just don't want to acknowledge for whatever reason. Because they gotta dumb it down for the main roster. But you don't. All you have to do is, like, show the people, like, do one of your goddamn video packages and show people, yo, look at how awesome this person was in NXT. She was the damn champion. She beat Sasha Banks. She was, she won the first ever Iron Woman match in the entire company's history. Two things, John. Yes? Number one, Raw writing team does not watch NXT. Well, clearly. Number two, Raw writing team doesn't know how to write women. You could have just left it at Raw writing team doesn't know how to write. I mean, yes, but especially the women, because they don't... Well, yeah. They don't get complex storylines. They get, oh, Sasha Banks wins the title. It's a big deal. Now Charlotte wins the title. Now Sasha Banks wins Never the title. lost a pay-per-view match! <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait for her to win the next two and then lose at WrestleMania. I can't believe it. It's going to be crazy. Are you hype? Do you hear the sirens? Yes. I am very hype. Also, oh, okay. I, also, I may be getting arrested. Well, good. You probably had it coming. I mean, it's fair. We were talking about Raw, so I am guilty. Guilty is charged. Anyway, uh, anyway yeah, I don't know. The storyline is bad. And the storyline's bad, and I everybody should feel bad for it. It's not even just that it's bad. It's just, it's lazy. Like, that's the problem with it all. It's just fucking lazy. Also, John, here's something interesting for you. Mm-hmm. Raw three hour show. This is the it's true. This is the one women segment. Hey, now let's be fair. Let's be fair. They did have an interview with Nia Jax backstage, where she was all like, "And look at this Facebook video we showed earlier in the day. There's Sasha. That's all the Sasha get on the show. Yep. Are they doing so well by the women? You know, there was, like, a big segment for the women on SmackDown, and there's also this, this big cage match that main event the whole show. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. The women on SmackDown are doing great. Look, man, three hours is not a lot of time when you got to do all these cruiserweight things, and you got to have the New Day talk about how they're going to be in the Royal Rumble and do Freebird rules because that's something that's important and also have a terrible tag team titles match that ends in the most baffling fucking way. I don't understand why the referee would say no, the guy kicked me in the face so instead of letting him lose the belts, I'm going to make them lose by disqualification. Wouldn't it be in the referee's better interest to say Fuck you, you hit me in the face, and now you lose your belts? 
you'd think i'm i'm more just very surprised about the fact that like okay so we've we've established that a second referee comes out and makes the count like why does the first referee who was knocked out get to override the second one's decision because when they weren't there to make the call because they were the one assigned to the match yeah, I understand but that. I mean, I just don't understand why they would. It got dude okay. got kicked in the face, and also like, really, it's like, oh, okay, you got kicked in the face, and then you just sort of immediately wake up when the title will change hands and be like, no, actually, you kicked me in the face. Rah! It was bad. Throw the match out. Rah! It was bad. It's yeah. It's it's again. It's just lazy. I don't get it. That's my problem with it more than anything. It's not that it's like, oh, this is stupid. Oh, it doesn't make sense. And it's, oh, I don't know why they're doing it. It's just, like, I completely get everything they're doing. It's just lazy. Also, John, I don't like you saying that three hours is not enough time in general. You it was a joke. No, no. I mean, like, I, I, I've been thinking about this this week, and it made me very bitter. <laughs> because here's the thing, John. Raw is three hours, and then you get an extra hour for the Cruiserweights on 205 Live. It's true. And then you also get two more matches on main event, which, guess what, John? Are you excited to see Darren Young die? No, not that. I don't, want, I don't want to talk about that. But every week on main event, one of the two matches is a Cruiserweight match. There's Cruiserweights on three of the shows, yet I don't get to see... Tyler Breeze anywhere because SmackDown doesn't have a second show anymore. A lot of their talent is not being allowed to be used because they only have two hours for that entire roster. It's, it's true. It's really like pissing me off now because mm-hmm. I, I do the stats tracking and we still don't have enough people with wins that I can make a top 10. Yeah. Because there's not enough time. And it's- yeah, there's not enough time for anybody in SmackDown, and, like, the worst part about it is, like, if I'm being fucking honest, there's not enough time for anybody on Raw, because, like, they're doing, around. yeah, because they're dedicating 45 minutes, like, 45 minutes to an hour to, like, the same fucking people, like, you know, I I get that, like, they're building a storyline, going along with all this stuff, but it's like, for Christ's sakes, the opening of the show was, like, fucking 20 minutes, and it had, like, fucking, you know, Oh, it had fucking the the six people that were in the main event. So Rollins, Reigns, Ains, Sami Zayn, yep. Strowman, Kevin Owens, and Chris Jericho. So they had to like get all their shit in, plus like the Brock Lesnar shit. Then we cut to the back, at various times in this show to see them figuring stuff. Like the three team, the two teams figuring up various shit. And then we have like the main event of the show that goes on for like thirty five, forty minutes. Like it didn't need to go that long. You're giving, like, you're giving fucking these six people an hour of your show. Yeah, it's, it's not. Like, how, how is that pacing? They, they, like, they, they really need to cut down the raw roster's time and, yeah, the know, pro- and, and trim up the show and make it more, you know, better use of time. And it's not even that they have to trim it up, I think, so much as they just have to, like, get better at giving more people time. That's because, you know, we trim those segments that are too long and give them the other people. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense that you're giving fucking Roman Reigns and Ains and Seth Rollins an hour. Like, Braun Strowman, as much as I like him, like, he, he doesn't need an hour of the show while someone like Rusev and Jinder are getting, like, ten minutes. If that. You know who are not on SmackDown this week? 
Who's that? American Alpha, because there wasn't enough time. And that's kind of a problem that like they're not having the tag team show up. I mean, maybe it's not a problem because maybe you just get to a point where it's in it where it's like NXT and like the fact that you're not seeing everybody every week makes you go, oh, fuck. Right. When they come back next week. That, that, but is, what, like, that is what they're doing currently. But then you get like a really imbalanced show. Like then you get then you're having to like take a week off from storylines, which uh, maybe that works out because man, then maybe you can put more time into your B storylines that way. But which is what they're doing. Yes. Which is again, that's smart and that's cool. But like, it also, it's also really difficult when you're trying to build up to a fucking pay-per-view every four weeks. Yeah. But the thing is, I can understand the, the tag team people like not being on because they have to build to the Royal rumble. Yeah, true. But if they don't show up, like, the week after the rumble and start preparing for the elimination chamber and having the tag belts on the line, then we have a real problem. I have faith they'll do it. It's just a bummer that because of the constraints, we don't get to see these people that often. And we don't get to see Brazongo or the Ascension or Mojo Raleigh or Apollo Cruz or Kalisto get a lot of time because all the times dedicated to Raw, and they're dicking around and not using it to the best of their ability when SmackDown could use some of that time for their roster. Yeah, I, and I think that's the the problem more than anything, is that, like, I don't think it's necessarily such a bad thing in the sense of, like, look, you, you don't need to show everybody every week. Like, I, I think that there's good and there's a lot of good shit in, that, you know, absence of making the heart grow fonder. Oh, yeah, I think I, that I NXT has that. done a really great job of that. I think the problem is that, WWE in its current state is very much based around like every week you see everyone, everybody's gonna be on the show, everybody's gonna do this shit, everybody's storyline gets it's to move forward. Wow, everybody's doing things cool, and like they're still holding up that end of the bargain on the raw side, but they're not doing it on SmackDown, and it's especially galling, like you said, when they're not doing it well on Raw. They're doing it really poorly. Yeah, like, I don't... I, I, don't get me wrong. I don't need to see all the storylines happening all the time. Because, like, NXT, I like it, you know, them have on and off weeks to stretch them out longer. Yeah, The absolutely. problem is that before the brand split, or not before the brand split, before 205 Live came along, SmackDown got two extra matches every week. And there were two very good matches that showcased superstars that weren't being utilized that week on the main show. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw a lot of Brazongo on there, which was the best, because those guys are awesome. And now, because of that, they never show up. Because there's no time for them. And it sucks. So what I'm saying is, 205 Live needs to be taped before Raw, and not called 205 Live anymore. And Still call 205 Live, just don't show it live, whatever. Who's <laughs> gonna care? 205 pre-recorded it's 205 live it's a fine 205 game. recorded live and uh give main event back to smackdown because you don't I'm okay need, with it because you don't need to have a cruiserweight match on 205 live when they have their own goddamn show i'm okay with it i just want i've I just been thinking about that this week and i need to get it off my chest i'm very frustrated huzzah also if you want me to be real frustrated and you want to avoid talking about Raw, I have one more beef that I didn't talk about in news. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm basically done with Raw because there's not a lot to say else. It was not very good. And honestly, nothing really happened. 
Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of just like, hey guys, the Royal Rumble's gonna happen. Yeah, you know everything that's gonna happen there. Just keep waiting until then. Okay, so before I get into SmackDown and 205 Live, let me just tell you this art. Let me read you this article from Philly.com that has me very frustrated. You know what it is, John? Okay. Here's the headline. After missing out on WrestleMania, Philly hoping to host key WWE events. And the article is about how the bidding for WrestleMania was very competitive. And of course, New Orleans used their stupid centennial thing mm-hmm. to get it. And the, the guy who's the head of Philadelphia you know, events, sports events hosting, all that, is saying, eh, well... We have a proud relationship with WWE, and we're going to try to get big WWE events to come to Philadelphia in the near future. To which I go, no, I don't. That's not what I want. I don't want big WWE events here. I want WrestleMania. What is? What do you call key WWE events? What? Clash of Champions? Is that it? A Survivor Series, which no one cares about? Roadblock, end of the line. God damn it. Like, you know what my number one fear is? What this means? A bunch of WWE live shows. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm already upset. That Maybe you'll get the, the day after the, the Boxing Day show at Madison Square Garden. No, that's not... John Cena! No, it's much worse. You, I think, is going to happen, and I... I'm going to be so mad if this is what happens. I have the worst feeling that they're going to get SummerSlam. After really? they're done in New York, it's going to move to Philadelphia. And as I told someone when they showed me this article, if they announce at SummerSlam this year, during the broadcast, that it's coming to Philadelphia next year, I am going to yell out in the loudest voice that the microphones pick it up, what the fuck? Because I, I, I am not going to a fourth SummerSlam in a row. There's absolutely no way. I can't do it, John. SummerSlam's fun and all. I've had, I've had fun doing it these last two years. I'm, I'm ready to do it one more time. I, I can't do it again. <laughs> I need a break. Don't have it in Philadelphia. Please, just get WrestleMania. I feel like if they announce it at SummerSlam, then everybody's going to boo. Well, I mean, they announced... That uh, Toronto was getting Survivor Series, or not? Not Toronto. Was it somewhere in Texas, Houston. Houston's getting Survivor Series next year. Yeah, and they announced that during Survivor Series. Yeah, true. But I mean, so, I don't know. I'm gonna be so mad if they do. I feel like it's. Di- I feel like it's different because those two places are far away. They don't have like sports rivalry. Well, I have a feeling a lot of people going to SummerSlam are not from New York. Oh yeah, I know, but it'll be fine. I feel like. I feel like a bunch of the New Yorkers there will be very angry. I mean, I'll, I'll boo. Because I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it, John. You'll do it and you'll like it. No, I just want WrestleMania, thank you. You will go and you will like it. I, I won't join you, but I'll laugh. Because the article's like, yeah, Philadelphia gets it. It's obviously going to be at the Link, which is the coolest football stadium out there right now. So, please... Please don't do it. Don't do SummerSlam. 
don't don't do other pay per views. Just give us WrestleMania, and we're cool. Because you know what happens next year, or not not next year, uh, two years, twenty nineteen. It'll be twenty years since WrestleMania's been in Philadelphia. All right, then. the biggest wrestling market in the U.S. twenty years. All right, John. Now that I've got all my frustration now on 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 this podcast, would you like me to talk about positive things? Yeah, go quickly through SmackDown. I'm going to go very long, John. I'm going to go very slow. So, the first, th- no, I'm sorry. The first thing that happened, John, is that um, they announced that Elimination Chamber is a SmackDown pay per view. So you get Fastlane. Congratulations. They also announced that the WWE title will be on the line in the chamber match in the main event. Uh, excuse me. The SmackDown World Championship, I believe it's now called. No, it's not. Really? No, it's, it's called the WWE Championship. Okay, I could have sworn I saw, heard them call it the SmackDown Championship. What, where in the world did you hear that? I could have sworn I heard it. I'm, I did watch a little here, bit of SmackDown. I'm checking... The superstar page. There's the WWE Universal Champion, and then there's the WWE Champion. Okay, I'm just all it's I'm no, saying was I thought I heard someone refer to it that uh, on that as Smack on SmackDown itself. So, the, the, you misheard, and also you're a bad person. Okay, okay. It's the WWE Championship. I'm just saying, get ready for that strap to turn blue. Nope, not happening. Get ready for it to turn blue. Stop willing this into reality, you monster. <laughs> Just because you're upset because your belt looks like a fruit roll-up doesn't mean you need to make mine look like a blueberry one. Hey, man, the blue fruit roll-ups are really good. I mean, they are. The green ones are better, but, you know. We don't have a green brand anymore. John, this is weird because all of a sudden people are starting to line up for this Elimination Chamber match when, yo, know, you should be focusing on the Royal Rumble where you get a title shot. Which is a thing that SmackDown continues to do, which is, fuck the cross-branded pay-per-views, let's just focus on ours. Also, we kind of need to, because it's two weeks after the Rumble. It's not a lot of time. No, it's not. So, yeah, a bunch of people were mentioning that during the show about wanting to be inside the chamber. And it's yeah, weird. I heard a, a one a little Juanito Cena and a The Mize. And, and Dean Ambrose. Oh yeah, and Ambrose too. So it's weird. It's like you've already given up on the on the, the rumble. I guess that's cool. I guess. You- I mean, I guess there's nothing really they can do about it anymore. It's like, well, I mean, it's kind of the thing in where you know I feel like they're doing the opposite of Raw, where it's like, whereas Raw's being like, well, you know what's happening at the at the rumble. Let's just keep uh, building towards that. I guess. And where SmackDown's kind of doing like, well, you know what's happening at the Rumble. Let's look a little ahead and just look past it as the Rumble and see what guys are going to be doing afterwards. Because, I mean, they already know what they're doing on next Sunday. Yep. They're also trying to distance themselves from the thing where they have to work with Raw. Because fuck Raw. It's a fire. Eh. But uh, I did like, though, that Baron Corbin on Talking Smack had a great theory. He has a great game plan going into the Royal Rumble and the Elimination Chamber. You know what that is? Go on. He said that he's going to win the Royal Rumble, and then he's going to go into the Elimination Chamber and win the title. Hmm. And then, 
at the main event Good of idea. WrestleMania, because he's both the champion and the number one contender, he is just going to walk into the middle of the ring at WrestleMania's main event, throw his arms out, and tell and yell at the crowd, I told you so. And then leave. Okay. I'm cool with that. That's a good ending. I, I think that's amazing. That'd be a good ending for WrestleMania. Uh, now I kind of am rooting for Baron Corbin to win the Royal Rumble. Because that sounds so stupid. But yeah. See, at least Baron Corbin understands that this is weird and he's going to make it as weird as possible. So good for him. And then someone bashes him over the head with the Andre trophy. That thing doesn't exist anymore. Shh. It'll exist in like a month again. That's, I guess that's true. Um, I just thought the Miz had a match. It ended in no contest because, of course, it did. Champion can't lose. And also, the Miz can't win. Makes sense. Um, John, did you see the Nikki Bella and Natalia segment? Yeah, I did. That was really good. It was something, all right. I liked it a lot. I like the idea of Natalia complaining that she doesn't have any merchandise. I know, that's great, because Brett has merchandise, which is true. Yeah, and also, I could have sworn she had merchandise. Nope, she does not. Did she have a Queen of Hearts shirt once? Once, not anymore. They're not selling any Natalia stuff. It's fucked up. So, I, I love this segment of her interrupting the crowd and going into the merchandise and throwing it into the trash. Because also that brawl afterward was awesome. I do not think they were supposed to go through that table, but they totally went through that table. It was good. It was alright. The best part about this, John, is this feud has been building up since Survivor Series. Hmm? I'm aware. Yeah, and uh, they have not had a single match during this entire build. It's true. Not even a tag match. So, when eventually this boils over and becomes a match, it's going to be huge. And I'm really looking forward to it. Weird storytelling without having to constantly wrestle each other. That, no. That doesn't exist. I mean, Come on. I mean, you're the Raw editor, so of course you wouldn't believe that. Dean Ambrose and Ray Newton had a match. Did you see this? No, this is when I turned it off. Well, it was a good match. And also, JBL pointed out that this is the first time these two have wrestled in two years. One-on-one. Wow. And, Hard to believe. Yeah. So, it was a big deal these guys were having a singles match, and it was really good. Except the thing happened where Luke Harper got in the ring and distracted Orton. What? Which I have a really stupid gif of it up on ProWrestling.Cool. He looks like I a, did see that gif. It's so stupid. He just gets in the I, ring and then he gets then Warren gets rolled up and he loses. I know. Like I don't I really don't get what they're doing with this. I do like where it's going with Bray Wyatt saying, "Yo, all three of us are in the Royal Rumble, but we need to sell this shit so we can work together as a unit." So, I'm pitting Orton and Luke Harper against each other next week on SmackDown. Which will only make things worse. Great. And, of course, I could see these two eliminating each other before Bray gets in the ring. In the Rumble. So when Bray gets in, they're like, what the fuck? We had a plan. Why did you guys ruin my plan? Bray was on Talking Smack, too. 
and not in a weird, you know, it's dark and by himself. He was actually what sitting down with Renee and Shane McMahon. I don't like that. What are you, Shane? Where's Daniel? He's busy doing nature. I don't know. He wasn't. He wasn't around. All right then. But uh, yeah, the segment was really good because Bray Wyatt was talking about how you know brothers they quarrel sometimes, and sometimes you gotta just settle that by fighting, and then you will just make the family stronger afterward. And the plan is that they're going to go into the Royal Rumble and they're going to win. And by they, he means he, he's going to win. <laughs> Which is a really good line. He's like, yeah, fuck these guys. I'm, I'm, I'm Bray Wyatt. I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. Huzzah! It's good. You, sh- you should check out that talking smack. It's good. Uh, Jerry Lawler hosted the King's Court because they were in uh, Memphis. And he had Dolph Ziggler who doesn't talk. Apparently, he's all mopey. Oh, I'm heel now. Because oh. King kept asking him questions, and he just kept staring down at the ground, going, "Oh no, oh, I'm sad." Until finally, he start tried to leave the ring, and Lawler's like, "Listen, you fucking just answer me. What is wrong with you?" I actually did watch this segment, and I will say, you know, much as I am weird about Dolph, as we know. Pretty into this. Also, Jerry Lawler was really good in this. Yeah, and again, really weird about Jerry Lawler, but all right, all right, you're actually, I can actually get behind Face Lawler for once. Yeah, because Tom Ziggler shows the footage from 2012 of him nearly killing Lawler. Yeah, wow. Because as soon as he said he had footage, I went, "Oh no, you're not going to do this." And then he did, and then he said. He's going to finish the job if Lawler doesn't back down. <laughs> Straight up said he is going to murder a man. Does he get more heel than that? No, it doesn't. Well, actually it does, because he... Well, I mean, yeah, I guess so, since... He super kicked him right in the goddamn chest. Holy shit, that was amazing! It's pretty good. The best part was JBL trying to come to save him and tripping. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? No, I actually missed that part. Yeah, JBL was trying to get to the ring to to see if Lawler was okay, and he totally tripped over a wire, fell down. Nice, good going, JBL. Which Otunga called him out on when they came back from break. <laughs> and he's like, "Listen, I tried out my friend. I got caught up in a wire. Whatever. Fuck you." Yeah, really. It's not like Otunga has friends. No, just his wife, and even that's questionable. It uh, very much is. But, uh, yeah, Lawler yelling at him afterward to come back in the ring, and Ziggler not doing it. I want to see more of this, and I I guarantee you we're going to see more of it at the Royal Rumble. You know why? Why is that? On Talking Smack, they announced that the commentary team for the Royal Rumble match is going to include Jerry Lawler. Oh! Because it's Royal, and he's a king. It makes sense. So I am guessing either King is going to screw Ziggler and get him eliminated from the Rumble, or Ziggler's going to get eliminated and then go over and kick Lawler in the face. Because I, I, Sounds about right. So yeah, this is very good. This is good use of Ziggler, and this is a great way to get him over the heel. This, 
I marked this down on our list as a possible best promo for 2017. We'll see if that lasts throughout the year. And then we had the main event, which was Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch in a steel cage. This was a very good match. Alexa Bliss was trying to escape the cage a bunch, which I thought was going to dominate the whole match. But fortunately it didn't, because it just became a match of them beating the shit out of each other and both of them trying to escape. Either but you know through the door or cl- actually climbing out, which I appreciated. It was good. It was a good balance of in-ring and uh, using the cage as a weapon. And then the ending happened. And I didn't like it at first. Because the luchador showed up. And she ended up costing Becky Lynch the match. Weird. Someone outside comes into a cage match and interferes. With what? Yeah, I didn't like this until it served a purpose. Yeah, and and then they made good on it. Like, and I will say that they very much made good on it. Because if that didn't, if that hadn't have happened, we wouldn't have had the part where Becky Lynch tore off the mask and revealed, "Oh shit, it's Mickey James." <laughs> Mickey James is on like, the- wait, what? I noticed that Luchador looked different. Because she had her, like, you could see her hair sticking out of the back of the mask. I was like, that doesn't seem like that was there before. Weird. It's almost like it's a different person there. And it was. And I didn't even consider that it was Mickey James until it was. And I was like, oh, shit, this is amazing. One, Mickey James is on the SmackDown roster where she belongs and will be treated properly. And two, now we have her working with Alexa, which will only make Alexa better. As you know, because she can learn a lot from working with her, and also we're probably going to get Mickey James versus Becky Lynch, and I want that match. That'd be very cool. But yeah, SmackDown was great. It lost up, progressed. Everyone that was on the show felt important. Nothing I didn't like. Two thumbs up. Very nice. And I'll quickly go over two hundred five live because there were three matches. There was a gentleman's duel, I hear. No, that was like weeks. Sorry, ago. no, the I forfeit match. That's I'm sorry, I got confused with last week. That was the main event. Was an I forfeit match, but we we had to have Cedric Alexander first, John. Ooh, the yeah, Alicia Fox came out too. Now, well, now, and that was weird. And then she was yelling at. And no one dark came out to console her because Saturday Night Live was like, "No, we broke up. Go away." And she was like, "No, it's not fair. No one breaks up with me." And then yelled at Noam Dar to fix this. <laughs> so Noam Dar went in and attacked them before the match. And and Drew Gulak was his opponent, and Drew Gulak also attacked Saturday Night Alexander and did the sweet tackle, which totally fucked up his knee. And that was the story of the match when it started was. Terry Alexander's knee was fucked up and he shouldn't have wrestled, but he did anyway. And guess what? What's that? Drew Gulak won. No! The year of Gulak continues. He's How? How is it possible? He has two wins, John. Two and one. Drew Gulak is the man. How could it be possible that Drew Gulak has a winning record? It's as if he's the best cruiserweight. I don't know about that. I like Drew Gulak a lot. I 
don't understand why people hate him. Dresses like he's in a Ren fair. Yeah, what's wrong with that? He's from Philadelphia. What's wrong with that? Yeah, I mean, I guess when you put it that way, no, nothing problem. No problem with those. He has a bruiser style, which is like not hot flying. He just beats the shit out of people. But he's not a bruiser weight. Well, no, there's only one of those, and they're in a different country. Well, that's the problem. Well, he's just a Philadelphia bruiser. He's awesome. He's Drew Gulak. He's great. I like him a lot. Keep winning, please. You know who else won? Who did? Not Mustafa Ali. Oh, no! Guess who he fought? Who'd he fight? Tony Nice. Wait, what? Tony Nice and Drew Gulak both got singles wins. Tony Nice got a singles win. And, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised because Mustafa Ali has never won a match. And, I mean, honestly... Yeah, he has. He won at least one. Not this year. Did he win? Not this year, but he has let me Let me double check that. I'm pretty sure that he was only in one match last year, and it was a double count out. Really? Yeah. I can't be right. Like, I can't think of another match that he was in other than that one. Really? Granted, like, I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a lot of 205 Live. I've been bad about that. But, like, he has been on Raw. And yeah, Mustafa Ali's record this year is one and two. Really? Yeah. Where's he been? Main event? Yes. Okay, well, that answers my question. So there you go. Mustafa Ali does have a win. But... Yeah, Tony Nese, Not this week. Tony, yep, Tony Nese and Drew Gulak both have singles wins on 205 Live. And this is why I love this episode. Because also, Tell me about the iForfeit match. Because also the, the last half hour of the show was the iForfeit match. And it a lot of time. was fucking great. They fought all over the place. There's a lot of fighting at the stage where they're throwing each other into the you know, the entranceway, which we found out was kind of flimsy, but also covering lights and also, ow, that hurts. Slamming, oh no! Slamming each other into that video floor for the stage, fighting at ringside. Oh, it was great. Also, William broke. You know, William the Umbrella. Yeah. It broke. It's fucked up. But then, uh, at, later on in the match, uh, Gallagher went under the ring and pulled out William 2. <sighs> and then... Is William 2 one of those crazy uh, umbrellas that the... Oh, God, who is it? It's it's like the, the Filipino Secret Service, maybe? It just looked like the other one. Apparently, there's some secret... Like, some Secret Service that uses umbrellas that are, like, made out of metal, and that's fucking sick! You mean, like, the Penguin? Yeah, like the penguin, except it's not like, you know, you fold it out and it like, you know, it deflects bullets and shoots things. It's like more, you use it like a fucking blunt object and beat the shit out of people with it. It might be, I don't know. It looked you like, know, looked like, like it hurt. Jack Gallagher did, assumingly. That's what I'm saying, it looked like it hurt really badly, so maybe. I'm gonna look up where those umbrellas come from. Hey John, guess what else? Later on, when they were fighting at the... They were fighting near the commentary table, and Jack Gallagher actually got onto the uh, a headset and says, as an, extraordinary, as an extraordinary gentleman, I would request that you please move out of the way. Hmm. <laughs> because I am going to put him through this table. <laughs> Sounds like something he'd do. Also, I was right, it is the Philippine Secret Service. Nice. But, uh, yeah, during this part, he actually went to the timekeeper's area, and guess what happened? What's that? Pulled out William the Third. 
<gasps> he has a, There's so many Williams! He has umbrellas in everywhere at ringside. It's amazing. So many Williams! Yeah, he's really good. And, and Corey Graves was dumbfounded by there being so many Williams. He had the same reaction you had. And Austin Aries is just confused, going, what? <laughs> now there's William the Third. This is ridiculous. Sounds like something Austin Aries would say. But yeah, they... I'm the greatest man that ever lived. What is this? Yeah, this match is great. You should watch it. There are a lot of uh, great submissions where the other person refused to forfeit, which uh, is great because it wasn't just, you know, oh, the face is always in danger. And uh, as soon as the heel gets put into one submission, they give up. That was not the case because Arya Davari also held his own in this match and refused to give up to a lot of the holds. Except near the end, with William III, Jack Gallagher got into the ring while Davari was collapsed in the corner and 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 he grabbed the microphone and Gallagher says, You are a scoundrel? And if you do not forfeit right now, I am going to thrash you into within an inch of your life with this umbrella. And then he handed the microphone over to Davari. He says, all right, okay, fine, stop. I, instead of saying forfeit, clubbed him in the face with the microphone. Okay. It was awesome. And then, and then the match continued until eventually Gallagher got him into his submission hold, except he also had the submission hold on him with the umbrella. So it was really fucking him up, and he finally gave up. He won. Huzzah! Jack Gallagher is the winner. It was great. Yay! This match is really good. I I highly recommend you watch this whole episode. Well, alright then. Yep. And I highly recommend that you click on that link and look at these fucking crazy-ass umbrellas. Alright. You should tweet it out. Okay, maybe I'll do that. But also, look at these umbrellas, and while we do that, I'll tell you about NXT. Please do. Because I watched it this week. I just want to let people know we do not have an episode of Lucha Underground this week, so... Because there is no episode of Lucha Underground this week. Yep, so this will be our final wrap-up is NXT this week. So please take it away, John. Yep, and also, yeah, just to throw it out there, uh, in terms of coverage for Lucha Underground owned on this podcast, we don't know, because A, we don't know when it's coming back, and B, I think I might be canceling my Sling subscription, because I don't really want to pay $20 a month to watch one show that's not even on right now. So, probably going to get an iTunes subscription, and then mean I'm going to have to watch it on Thursday morning. But that's cool, because of all about last night. It Awesome. Also, the cops are Ellen, coming. Would you like me. to hear about NXT? Hold on, I'm getting arrested. But and also, these umbrellas are awesome, aren't they? Yeah, but really expensive. Well, yeah, I mean they're 130 bucks, but I mean, well, the good ones are 300 dollars. Kill a motherfucker with it. I know. This is your safety for only 300 dollars. It comes with a premium wood handle, man. And steel ribs. I wish I had steel ribs. Yeah, it's true. The standard one only has the uh, only has the fiberglass ribs. Yeah, that, that can break. Yeah, but you can fuck someone up with it, probably. True, John. Tell me about NXT. Okay, let's talk about NXT. Let's speaking of people that fuck people up. You want to hear about uh, Nikki Cross? Yeah, she's feral lady. 
yeah, she's feral lady and her weird anarchist friends and Sanity come out with her, and I still think Sanity's kind of stupid, but, I you like, know. I, li- I like it. I'm just angry because of what happened just, later. No, nah, not really. I mean, it's more just, I kind of just don't get what they are aside from wrestling anarchists. Yeah, like, that's it. It's NXT. I you don't, don't, you I don't just, need much. I guess, but at the same time, I feel like they're trying to do like the whole, oh man, this is the new shield, what? And it's like, no, I don't. Think the difference is, that. The, I I don't know. I feel like the the difference there is that like the shield had more going for it. it had they had more of a mystery, they had more of a purpose than just like we're here, we're gonna fuck things up, cause I think we're I I thought that I was gonna do great in NXT, and then I didn't because I guess I only had one match or something. I think they're a mix between the shield and the Wyatt family. I'm mostly just confused where Eric Young is coming from, but I guess we can get to that in uh, we can get to that later yeah. with uh, the Ty Dillinger stuff. Uh, yeah, Nikki Cross fought someone whose name I didn't get because it didn't really matter because Kennedy she Lewis. obliterated her. It was Kennedy Lewis. Kennedy Lewis. Thank you. Well, again, didn't matter because she got dead very quickly. Yeah, makes sense. Very, very quick death. Very much going back to the dun, dun, ding, ding, dun, dun. That's the thing I mostly like about them is their weird theme song. I also like the Alexander Wolf holding her back and her like elbowing him in the face, going "Fuck you, let me go." Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like her a lot. Yeah, I, again, still don't really know. I'm kind of with mistaken. Still don't really know how I feel about these guys, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so next we had uh, the revival hanging out backstage. Yeah, they're cool. Or, Top they guys. are cool. They were talking about how they're tough guys and how 2016 they were the best team ever. No, you said, you said tough guys. They are top guys. Thank you. I that is true. Well, hey man, they're both. They're top guys and tough guys. They they go hard all day and then all night. I mean, fuck man, they. They were saying that they were 2016's best tag team, and uh, what do our awards say? I mean, they 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 were talking about our awards. Duh. And then Team Six One shows up, be like, "All right, crikey, we're good at the flips, Governor. Throw another match on the Bobby." This is kind of racist and offensive, but I'm going to allow it. I mean, they're Australians; they have it coming. It is a uh, a prison colony. Yeah, the prisoners, man. Anyway, so uh, yeah, they, that sets up a match because revival's like, what the fuck? Get, get out of here. That's fair. That's what have fair. you? That's what have you ever done? That's what I would say to the TM Six One as well. Yeah. You talk about they. They should have talked about how they kneeled to the authors of pain. And to DIY because they had a title match a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's right. They did have a DIY. AY match. Yep. Anyway, uh, want to talk about your favorite segment? Um, that sounds a later in the show. Uh, I don't know, Owen, because I'm pretty sure that Ember Moon is hanging out backstage after we come back from the commercial no, break. This doesn't this doesn't wait, ring a bell. I didn't. I did not text you during this and yell about how. Ember Moon is all like, I'm Ember Moon and I'm cool, and I wish I was fighting Asuka, but whatever. And then Liv Morgan shows up. God damn it. John, she was wearing a knit hat. She's wearing a knit hat. It's fucking Orlando. It's very warm there. No. It's still January. It's still very warm there. 
You never need a knit hat in Orlando. It's January. Still, I'm still angry. The cold part. The the cold part of the of full sale. No, she was doing that because like, oh, it's cold in New Jersey. They leave the air conditioning on in that part of full sale all the time. It's terrible. I'm Liv Morgan. Uh, Stupid hat. Hate her. Yes, we know. You hate her because she's from New Jersey. She is New Jersey. She's going to have a match with Ember Moon. I don't remember when. Is it going to be at San Antonio? Next week. It's next week? Cool. She's going to fucking die. Yeah, she's going to fucking die. I don't know why she did this. Aside from, I'm the face, maybe? She wants to get the next title shot. So she's got to prove herself. Fuck her, she's going to die. Yeah, she's going to die. You need to stop. No, I will not stop till she goes away. You need to stop. Or she stops having a New Jersey gimmick. You know who else needs to stop? Um, Steve Cutler? Yeah, I like his theme song, though. It's okay. It's a good theme song. I'm into it. I wish he was a character. Yeah, I wish he was more than just, I'm army man, I fight. Or he's a marine, whatever. Yeah, something like that. At least Roderick Strong is becoming something. I guess. I don't know. Roderick Strong is still not doing it for me, honestly. He's starting to turn a corner for me. Yeah, I mean, I I thought that his promo that he ended with was pretty fine. Like, you know, I, I thought that it's like, all right, well, we're not going to do Roderick Strong doesn't talk anymore. That's unfortunate. But then, like, this promo was like, okay, you know, that's good. Man, a few words. Or it's being cool, straight ahead baby face, whatever. Yeah, but he, he started turning a corner with me when he went really hard in that Fatal 4-Way <laughs> match for the number of contendership. Mm-hmm. So that's fair. If you hadn't seen that, you should go watch that. I have not seen that, but I'll check it out. It's it, it it won me over for him and Almas. All right, then. But, yeah, he's still not really doing it for me, but whatever. Oh, also, yeah, they announced that he's going to fight Almas at uh, San Antonio. So, cool. That's going to be great. I can't wait. So, ah. mm-hmm. so, let's talk about what was undoubtedly the main event of the show. I, I could sense how upset you were at the beginning of this segment. You, you didn't even text me or anything. I should just feel... The life escaping your body. As as Ty Dillinger was talking about his future and maybe leaving NXT. No! Ty Dillinger is sad, and I hate it! He, is, he doesn't think he's a perfect 10. But he is! And the crowd was all like, no, of course you are! Shut up! Stop being stupid! Also, I like them chanting Royal Rumble and then number 10. Yeah, that was great. I love that. That was so good. He need he really does need to be in the Rumble at number 10. That would be amazing. But we all know who's getting the NXT Rumble spot this year. Why can't we have multiple? I, I'm with you. We should be able to have multiple. It's just we don't. And it's going to be... Remember, we didn't even get one last year. Uh, that's true. So we assume it's going to be Samoa Joe. And it's he's going to throw Goldberg and Lesnar both over. Right. I was going to go with it's going to be Samoa Joe and he's going to throw Braun over after Braun has gotten rid of Brock and, and Goldberg. I want to see him headbutt Brock Lesnar. I'd be into it. Oh, that'd be so crazy. I'd be into it. Because <laughs> I don't know how Brock Lesnar would react to it. Like, would he actually sell it or would he just be pissed off about it? 
I think he's just pterodactyl screech. Oh, it needs to happen. These, those two need to be in the ring. Indeed. Anyway, um, yeah, so Sanity shows up after Ty's being all down on himself to be like, brother, there is a better way. Good impression. And, yeah, so Alexander Wolf tries to hand him the jacket, and he's like, nah, though. And then... Eric Young is like, nah, man, let me let me try and convince you here. Let's let's have a conversation. I know I know what you're going through. You should do this. Also, I'm not asking you to do this. I'm telling you to do this. That's a good way to convince. And Ty's like, how about I give you back this jacket and throw ten at you, and then they fight. And Ty is beating the shit out of Eric Young, and everything's going well, and he's gonna get him. But then fucking Damo shows up! Or Killian Dane, as he's... No, it's Damo. They they called him... I mean, yes, his name is now Killian Dane, but they still called him Damo on the episode. Yeah, as of this taping, he was... uh, As of this episode, he was still Damo. Yes. Point is, Damo shows up and fucks him up. And Damo takes the jacket. So here's a problem with this, John. So Eric Young was handing... Ty Dillinger, this jacket, right? Yeah. This jacket with American flag stuff on it. It's pretty funny. Despite him being a Canadian. I know. It's like, you really should have thought about this, man. And then... It's like, come on, you could have gotten him a jacket with a fucking tent on it? John? And then the person who ends up taking that, that jacket is Irish. Yeah, but he's also big, hulking, and strong, and can just fucking, like, not only rip that that part of the jacket off, but rip the entire jacket apart with his bare hands. Also, that jacket did not fit him. No, of course not. It's, I just think it's funny that they had this American fly jacket, and they handed it to two non-Americans. <laughs> it's stupid. Look, man, they are so about anarchy that they don't even care about what nation they come from. He better show up at TakeOver with an Irish jacket, is all I'm saying. Cool it. Yeah, that's all, that's all I'm saying. Owen, this might be a controversial opinion. I didn't think the Revival versus TM61 was all that good. I mean, it's not controversial because TM61 is hot garbage. Uh, it's not fair. They are like the wrestling equivalent to NyQuil for me. Like, I, I, I tune out immediately as soon as they start wrestling. I I think that's a little far. I'm not gonna sit no, here no, and I'm say not, that they're great by any stretch. No, John, I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm irrational with this. I'm just it's just how I am with them. All right, all right. Well, yeah, this that didn't really do anything for me. I mean, the ending did it for me when after they got the f- the, the flash roll up in, uh, fucking. I mean, TM61 got the flash roll up. Yeah, TM61. Sorry, TM61 got the flash roll up in. They got Shane Thorne got fucked up. Although I do wonder, like, do you think this match happened after the injury and like? The reason why they really didn't do that much was because, like, TM61 just couldn't go? I don't know. Because, it's a good because way I, to write I, them I off. genuinely want... Hmm? It's a good way to write them off. Yeah, like, that's what I was thinking. Like, if this was just a way to write them off and, like, you know, have it actually be like, hey, this wasn't really a match because, like, he was already injured, but, like, this is what we're going to do to explain why he's injured and not just be like, whoops, lolly got hurt, bye. Like, I'd be into that. 
I mean, it's easier easier to hide an injury when it's a tag match. So it's true. So I I feel like I need to go back and watch it to see what I thought to see what I think about that. But you know, I I feel like going based on that theory, I kind of get it. Do you think that- I did really like TM61 or Shinthorn get fucked up at the end like that? God damn, he stepped think- on a knee like that. It was so cool. Do you think Nick Miller's going to have a singles match with one of the Revival at TakeOver? I hope not. I mean, you get to see the Revival guy at least. I could see it being... I I could see it being the pre-show match that they show the next week, but I don't think it'll be the... Yeah, I, I don't s- think it'll be I on the show. I see that too, yeah. Is that it? Uh, no, that's not it. What else? We in the main event. Oh, you mean the contract signing? Which yeah, there was always end up big crazy fights. Except this one didn't, because Bobby Roode promised that it wouldn't, and he kept his word. Well, I mean, it's NXT. They sometimes have normal contract signings on NXT. It's weird. Yeah, but I mean, you could have seen Bobby Roode lying, and especially when. When he got super mad about Shinsuke stealing Glorious, like, you could have seen him be like, ah, I hit you! It's cool, because you understand the money is in the match. It's true, he does, he does. He's a professional. He is a professional, damn it. Look at his suit. I I like this segment because it was mostly Bobby Roode talking, and then whenever Shinsuke got a couple words in, they were super crazy words. Yep. I liked him comparing him to a Shiba Inu. And the crowd chanting it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. When he said it, I was like, huh, you know what? I kind of see it. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, got the neat, he's got the neat face and, like, you know, it all everything. Like, I don't know. There's Shiba Inu quality to, to Bobby Roode, I got to say. I liked a very, a very subtle but very awesome thing that they did with the camera work. Oh. Did you notice it? What's that? That the, you know, the wide shot and the shot that focused on Bobby Roode were, you know, normal camera shots. However, the camera that was focused on Nakamura, every time they cut to it, it would tilt to the side. (laughs) Because Nakamura is a crazy man that always flops around stuff, so the camera always tilted to the side when he was talking. Did you notice that? A little bit, yeah. I mean, now that I I didn't notice it at the time, though, but now you say it like you're totally right. I thought that was a great detail to show just all, how off kilter Nakamura is. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and how straightforward and serious Bobby Roode is. So, yeah, very nice camera work. I want to give them credit for it. Also, this and I want to give them credit for Glorious because that entrance is still amazing. Yes, yes, and. I have a feeling that those entrances at TakeOver are going to be insane. Especially with the crowd participation. Anyway, that's that's uh, TakeOver. Or, pff, TakeOver. That's uh, NXT this week. I'll I, hope it's not, I hope it's not TakeOver. We got that next week. True. Yeah, I give it a thumb up. Yeah. Oh, oh, one? One thumb up? Yeah. Well, considering TM61... And Liv Morgan, I understand this. <laughs> heel turn. That is a heel turn. That's the that show. That is a heel turn indeed, Owen. You know what this show is? It's a production of ProWrestling.Cool. 
It's not just cool, it's not cool. It's a cool site that we do where we write about stuff and we post commentary and criticisms. We're going to have reviews. I'm going to announce it. I don't care. You can't stop me. Yeah, but we're not gonna exp- we're not gonna tell people how we're doing reviews because it's a crazy system that I like. No, we're not gonna tell you, but you might want to check back in for the Royal Rumble. I'm just saying, or maybe uh, or maybe NXT Takeover Dallas or San Antonio rather, if we decide to do that. John Dallas was a long time ago. Come on, man. I know that's why I said change it to San Antonio. Shut up, man. John just lumps all the Texas cities together. So, They're all the same, man. It's all wrong, Texas. Don't mess with me. Derp, 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 derp. That's a good. That's a good impression of Texas. Yeah, I know. It's, that's basically the Texan accent. Just throw that. Throw in a couple y'alls, and you're good. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we stream this live over Mixo.com/slash/Zonecast live every Wednesday at 9:30 p.m. Eastern. Isn't that cool? It's not cool. I mean, no. It's it's Mixler.com/slash/Zonecast. Oh, okay. No. Dot, dot, dot cool great, is the website. Great. It's prowrestling.cool. That's the website. Great. Now I've got, Go to the website. Now, now I have to look up if that's available. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PWDOTC or follow us on Twitter at The Heel Turn. And, of course, find us on iTunes, wherever you can find podcasts. We're all on there. Go give us some likes and shit. ratings and subscriptions and all that shit. You know. Shit, it's available. <laughs> You might have to get on that, Owen. It's expensive, but While though. you're doing that, let me tell everybody that you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever, talking about wrestling and doing other shit. And I am John GM. Check it out. I'm on Twitter at the underscore ozone. I, I might make you have to buy this domain, John. We'll talk about it after we get off the air. Which we're going to do right now! Fair enough. So that's it. We'll be back next week. John, special episode next week. Are we going to do, yeah, what, how are we going to do this? Thank you for coming do... on the show. Oh. And we are going to do our Royal Rumble pool. Okay. As, as, as well as the thing where I draw a bunch of numbers out of a hat and give each of us 10 people in the Rumble. We'll see who comes out on top. No. But yeah, it's exciting. It'll be a lot of fun. Royal Rumble week. We'll also takeovers next week. It's going to be great. So, we gonna do our predictions on the podcast, or are we gonna save it for uh, for for the site? I mean, that's our pool. Our pool okay. is where I give a bunch of weird categories, and we pick them. Okay, cool. Just making sure. I'm I'm just making sure for the for the folks at home because we're not because obviously uh, with this we're not going to be covering the 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 weekly shows. So check out the site for about last night's if that's what you really want. I, I mean, unless something crazy happens. Obviously, unless something crazy happens, but in general, expect that next week is going to be Royal, b- about Rumble, both the Royal Rumble special. and a little bit of NXT TakeOver San Antonio. Yep. Our San Antonio special. Mm-hmm. Remember the heel turn. Nope. Remember the Rumble. Nope. Wrestling is going to happen next weekend. Yep, but nope. Wait, no, why are you noping? Remember to y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs>